I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This edition of How to Be a CEO is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharmadine Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. Picture the scene. Your homemade product goes from a niche and relatively unheard of device to a household name across the world in just a few years. Any successful entrepreneur that tells you that there wasn't a, a great deal of lucky timing involved, I think is either lying or fooling themselves. From a one-man operation selling wrist strap camera attachments for surfers to the biggest action camera brand in the world, can you guess who I'm talking about? The next challenge was, okay, how to how to manage this rocket ship when, you know, this is really the first business that I had I'd run at scale. GoPro, the brand people across the world associate with high-octane extreme sports and adventuring. And it's got a business history to match. A brand where competition came fast, big, and seemingly out of nowhere. Oh, I was terrified of competition. I still am. It's what drives us to constantly be innovating, coming out with new products every year. Part of our rationale was, well, if we can just outpace the competition, we'll exhaust them and, and ultimately we'll win and we'll stay ahead. And so far, that's really proven to be the case. This is the story of Nick Woodman, founder and CEO of GoPro. But how does he summarize the roller coaster 21 years the business has been through? Realization of a dream uh, and a much bigger dream than I ever imagined. But I, you know, I bet you a lot of founders would say the same thing that, you know, many businesses don't start out as this, you know, this big idea. They start out as a small idea that grows over time. And that's definitely was the case with GoPro for me. And I think that if if I had started out with the idea for GoPro, you know, as it is today, I, I would have been too overwhelmed. It, it would have been too much to take on. And I, I probably never would have started the business. So in that sense, I think it was a, a benefit to me that uh, the initial idea for GoPro was was so small. It seems like something I could I could achieve. So right time, right place in a way. Absolutely. At the, well, yeah. Any successful entrepreneur that tells you that there wasn't a, a great deal of, of lucky timing involved, I think, is either lying or fooling themselves. And another thing that most, if not all, successful entrepreneurs will tell you is that you have to fail before you succeed. And I understand you launched a couple of startups before GoPro yourself. 
What did you learn from Empower Rule and Funbug? Ah, uh-huh. you know the names. Well, I, I think the most important lesson for me was, and this might be personal, right? Because not every entrepreneur is the same, but my first two attempts at, at, at a startup, the the subject matter of the business wasn't something that I was personally passionate about. I was you know, starting each of those businesses to start a business that I thought would yield some degree of financial success as a business and for me personally. But the businesses weren't, you know, a personal passion of mine. And GoPro, ironically, wasn't even, the inspiration for GoPro wasn't even as a business. It was just for a you know, a solution that I personally wanted, a a wrist camera that I could wear while surfing to document my experience in the ocean while I was in the ocean engaged in the sport. And that idea turned out to be so effective for me at the time as a surfer. And I thought, oh, wow, you know, maybe a lot of other surfers and, and ultimately other athletes and adventurers uh, would be interested in in a product like this, and it was only after I had had this this first aha moment personally with my own little invention did I consider turning it into a business. And I think that made all the difference for me because the amount of work that goes into founding a business and building a brand it's so enormous that I think if it doesn't matter to you personally, if it doesn't relate to a, a personal interest or even passion. If you're lucky enough to call it that, then I, I don't know where you get the energy from or the inspiration from or the drive to turn you know your idea into a reality. So I think I was very fortunate in that regard with GoPro. And as you sort of mentioned at the start, fortunate enough to see a dream become a reality. GoPro from 2002 sort of transformed into the household name for the small, compact, durable, waterproof sports camera. Can you explain what that kind of looked like and how that journey developed from the standpoint of founder and CEO? Well, you know, my my original vision, once I realized, hey, I might have a business here with this wrist camera concept. And, you know, not many people know this unless you've been paying super close attention to GoPro over the years. But the first product was like a 20 euro, 35 millimeter reusable wrist camera that I sold in surf shops and then grew the success of that product into digital cameras. And the first film camera we came out with was in 2004. And then in in 2009, we came out with the HD Hero. And that's when the GoPro that people know today really took off. But that journey, well, it continues to be an incredible one because the business continues to exceed my expectations, the brand continues to exceed my expectations, just how much the idea of, you know, the, these cameras that help you capture life experiences in the immersive and engaging way that a GoPro does, that that's struck such a chord with the consumer public around the world. It's been a big surprise to me personally, right place, right time, but but an enduring demand for this type of camera. And I, I think that one of the things that I've, I've been most excited about is the positive impact GoPro as a brand and as a product has had on so many people. I've had so many people, I just had a conversation with somebody today who 
thanked me for the GoPro because it was their first camera and launched their personal career as a content creator. And if it wasn't for GoPro, they would have never been inspired to become a content creator and to leverage Instagram and YouTube and, and TikTok to, to build their own personal brand. That's hugely satisfying for me because it's a realization of the brand. You know, that, that's what the term GoPro was meant to inspire was whatever your interest, whether it's sport or video making or photography or just being a, a great parent documenting your family experience, whatever you do, do it to the max. GoPro, be a hero in whatever way that matters to you. And in that way, GoPro is very much a movement and that tr goes beyond just the products we make. So that, that's, for me, that's been the most satisfying aspect of it. And from the outside, looking in from a consumer perspective, GoPro seems to have gone on a sort of continual upward trend. But I imagine from the inside, there were challenges you faced since the launch in 2002 to where we are today. What are some of the toughest things you've come across that you've had to deal with in that time? Well, early on, it was just learning how to hire people. I was terrified of hiring people. Part of me was worried that when we would bring somebody into the company in the very early days, they would realize how much of, uh, of it we were making up as we went along. So I, I was initially only comfortable hiring people that I was friends with or family members uh, because I could trust them. And that actually worked out very well for us because there was there was so much trust in the small team that really founded the business. And we, we all were so committed to the vision, but it was really fun because none of us had done something like this before. So it was a grand experiment. And I think a lot of the the friends and family nature of that early team, that energy made its way into the brand. And it's a big part of the reason why the brand is such you know, a positive brand. And that energy still exists within our company culture today. We still refer to ourselves as a family. We're 900 people, roughly, strong, with an incredibly uh, supportive and positive culture. But yeah, no, the hiring was, was, I was terrified of it. I only hired a person a year for the first few years. But then by the time uh, we launched our first HD camera, the HD Hero in, in 2009, we had no choice but to really scale up just because the company was growing so quickly. And then the next challenge was, okay, how to, how to manage this rocket ship when, you know, this is really the first business that I had, I'd run at scale. And yeah, I'm grateful to still be here today, but a lot, lot of lessons along the way. And it seems like in the last 10 years, really, we've started to see this emergence of essentially copycat devices, right? Small, hardy cameras that shoot in 1080p, for example. How did you find that sort of sudden emergence of these competitors? Oh, I was terrified of competition. Still am. It's what drives us to constantly be innovating, coming out with new products every year, we take a very Formula One approach. You know, we we just, in our minds, we have to reinvent ourselves every year and redefine the category if we want to stay a market leader. And it's exhausting, but part of our rationale was, well, if we can just outpace the competition, we'll exhaust them and, and ultimately we'll win and we'll stay ahead. And 
Uh, so far, that's really proven to be the case. And ultimately, our customers are the winners because they get all of this amazing technology. That's It's quite staggering what a GoPro is capable of today. And, you know, that, that old adage that, you know, competition is a good thing for the consumer, it, it really is true. And so we have a healthy respect for competition. Fortunately, we've been able to keep them at bay and, and stay in a leadership position. But no, I think any entrepreneur who isn't afraid of competition should be. Let's take a break now in part two, taking GoPro into the future. AI, new cameras, software, and secrets. Mm, that would be uh, teasing our roadmap a bit. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. And when you say you're maintaining that top spot, that sort of being a leader in the field, what do you mean by that? Is that based on sales or image? How do you kind of categorize that really? Yeah, being a leader in, in our field is definitely being a leader at the product level, having the best technology, having the best implementation of the technology so that your products are intuitive and very easy to use and ultimately make your your customers successful but then also it's important to be a leader on the brand side and and to shepherd the brand in a way that inspires people and and compels people to want to choose your products over another the most important thing is ultimately the product because that's what people are paying for and that's going to then enhance someone's view of your brand but at the same time in parallel to you know, building the best products that you possibly can, you need to invest in the brand and, and invest in a consistent brand that resonates with people, inspires them, and importantly, is um, consistent and trustworthy. And I think we've done a really good job of that at GoPro, while at the same time, creating a really positive movement that I think the brand is responsible for, which is really this idea that, again, no matter what you're passionate about in life, go go and pursue it. And even if you don't buy a GoPro, that's okay. But if the brand can can inspire you uh, to go out there and live a bigger life, then then we've done our job on on the brand side. That's something we're pretty proud of at GoPro. And you mentioned there sort of shepherding GoPro into the future. 
where do you go now with GoPro? What are your plans and where do you want to invest in, I suppose? Yeah, we see our business opportunity as enabling capture and creativity beyond the phone. We're really focused on providing cameras and software solutions for people who have needs that are not met by their phone. And that leads to us serving some of the more active, creative people on the planet, people that are doing very interesting things. And they want to capture those experiences either for their own record or to share with others. Perhaps it's part of their career. And I think that the opportunity to you know, help the world in this way is, is is a pretty significant one, ranging from, you know, casual consumers that are just looking to document an experience or a vacation they're taking, all the way up to pro athletes and film and television professionals who are creating some of the most engaging content in the world. All these people and everyone in between know GoPro and are using GoPro as a as a tool. It's an exciting role to play. And increasingly software for us is an important part of the whole solution because the camera's, you know, the start of it all, but then we have to make it easy for people to make sense of the photo and video content that they're capturing. And again, when you're serving casual consumers all the way through professionals, it's a pretty big job, but it's exciting to to be, from what we can gather, one of the only companies in the world that's, you know, focused on this comprehensive solution that spans cameras and software to help people capture and create some of the most exciting content the world's ever seen. That's GoPro's role in the world, and it's a it's a growing opportunity. Now, I know that in previous Reddit AMAs, Ask Me Anythings, you've revealed upcoming plans, including things like VR and flying machines. Can you tell us where you are with those things and what else is on the horizon that you can spill the beans on? Well, we've shared that we'll be developing new types of cameras in the future. We've had tremendous success with the Hero camera and our 360 Max camera. We've shared that we're working on a Max 2 camera, our next generation 360 camera. We're really excited about that because we see a lot of growing interest and demand. It used to be that 360 was capture was something that more professional and prosumer users were interested in. But over the last few years, we've seen general consumers and more casual enthusiasts become really interested in that product category. And so that's exciting for us. And as well, we see market opportunity for other types of cameras as well. So stay tuned on that. And we're launching a new desktop app in November that we're really excited about that I, I believe will further enhance our brand as a software company. We we have a very successful mobile app today, but and cloud experience, but with the launch of desktop, our mobile and cloud experience becomes synced with the desktop experience. And it'll be quite a powerful and sophisticated yet easy to use editing suite for aspiring content creators. And I think when we leverage that capability with our brand, and we're going to be opening up the platform to people that don't even own a GoPro, so you can use our editing apps to edit you know, content from any camera. It's an opportunity for us to extend our brand relevance to a larger audience. We're really excited about that. So yeah, a lot of exciting things happening at GoPro at the moment. When people like yourself in the tech industry mention sophisticated technology, I imagine you get asked a lot about artificial intelligence in terms of using it, introducing it into products or software. Where does it sort of stand from your perspective in terms of GoPro's future and how you can, might, or even want to implement AI? 
Definitely from a perspective of making it easier for our customers to get to great edits. You know, our customers, a large percentage of them are excited to use the cameras, our cameras to capture experiences, but then it's a bit intimidating the idea of uh, them doing any editing work thereafter. And we already offer auto highlights of your content if you're a GoPro subscriber. So if you're a subscriber and you plug your GoPro into charge, your camera uploads all of your latest content to your GoPro Cloud account. And we generate an auto highlight video of that content and then send it to your phone. And if you want to then manually edit it further, you can. And that experience is super convenient and effective today. But AI is going to allow us to make even better auto highlight videos and generate uh, even more forms of content for you so that over time, the GoPro experience really will be, you press the shutter button on the camera to record an experience and then GoPro as a service sends you different edits of that content to help you get the most out of it. And so for us, we see AI as being enabling more so than disruptive. Ultimately, we think it's going to be a real positive for our business and for our users. So it sounds like it's going to be quite a big part of your business going forward. Are you actively working on models now then? Yes. And everything we can do to uh, help our customers be more successful is our focus. And our subscription business is a big profit generator for a business. And it's a, it's really how we have evolved GoPro from being a hardware device company into an you know, end-to-end experience or solution company. It's not enough these days just to help somebody capture an experience. You have to serve them all the way through to the the point at which they get to enjoy that content that they captured. And the more that we can make it convenient, the better. Our subscription business is doing really well as we've as we've shared. We're we're targeting to be approximately two and a half million subscribers by the end of this quarter, which is a a, a pretty meaningful business given we haven't been at it that long. And this is a uh, you know, AI is definitely going to be a way to enhance the value of the subscription for our subscribers. You know, but in the here now, we're we're excited to launch our desktop app in November. That's going to be made available to subscribers at no additional cost. So as well as the subscription business is going and as happy as our, our customers are with it, they're about to get a whole lot happier. Looking at the cameras themselves, where do you think camera tech will go from here, we've seen how sort of high quality video capture can now get into smaller and smaller devices. Obviously, you mentioned phones and GoPros themselves are obviously tiny. Drones seem to have been the latest thing when it comes to camera tech. From your experience in the industry, what is the next level in terms of videography? Mm. That would be uh, teasing our roadmap a bit, but I think more specialization is an opportunity for GoPro. We get a lot of demand for more specialized cameras from various types of customers. You know, in a, in a world where the phone is your kind of reactive camera that's on hand in your pocket, but is its range of versatility is somewhat limited, range of use cases that it's ideal for is somewhat limited. On the flip side, specialized users have a, a lot of specialized needs. And GoPro is one of the few companies in the world that's well positioned to meet those specialized needs. They may not be big enough market opportunities for, say, like a, a smartphone maker, but uh, at GoPro, when we look at all these individual 
use cases and an opportunity to to provide specialized cameras for those customers, it, it puts us in a, in a unique position. I think uh, specialization is an area that we're focused on. And Nick, at the start of this interview, you said that if you are an entrepreneur who isn't passionate about the business they're trying to set up, you don't know where they get the energy to do it. Is that kind of your key advice to anyone, say today, who's thinking of setting up a business and trying to make something of themselves? Well, I think it's a best case scenario. I mean, it's a luxury to be able to have an idea that directly relates to something that's personally meaningful to you. It's not easy to achieve that. And there's a lot of great business ideas out there that that may not personally relate to somebody, but hey, it's a terrific business opportunity. And if you can get passionate about that, passionate about the entrepreneurial process, then that's that's enough. But I mean, I think that the key is passion and the key is being honest with yourself about why you're doing it and being honest with yourself about how much work it's going to be. And so the more that the subject matter of your idea or your business can relate to you personally, I think it's just a, it's a powerful advantage that you're giving yourself. And it's a powerful competitive advantage because if what you're working on matters to you personally, you're going to have more insight into it, say, than one of your competitors who might just be approaching it as, as a job or as a business, not a passion. And I think that that's very much one reason why we've been successful at GoPro is this isn't a job. This isn't just a business. This is a this is a passion that we're building solutions that are very meaningful to us. And uh, that extra bit of, of energy that goes into our work has made all the difference from a competitive perspective. That was GoPro CEO Nick Woodman. For more interviews, news and analysis, head to standard.co.uk forward slash business or pick up the Standard newspaper. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.